T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It is 9.02. We are here with you till 11 o'clock on Sports Sunday. Mike, Rashad, and Joe. This is this is like it's our first real Sports Sunday, it feels like. Because we were off last week because of the snow. And then the week before was like the first week after the Super Bowl. And you're like, ah, there's still some football. And now it feels like truly into Sports Sunday territory. No, yeah, seriously. There's, there's no real football to really kind of comment and obviously there's some there's some news the out fcs there is playing rashad don't be a jerk oh my gosh i i forgot forgive me <laughs> i know i don't care <laughs> i i started seeing some of the college football people i follow on twitter starting to try to push the fcs and i was like no well i no, no i'm not watching random i'm not watching austin p play monroe state and the, no you thank know, you you know what those are those are early morning games you know what I mean? Those are, are games that you watch. No, those are games that you watch oh, early like normally, in the morning. So like you wake up on like a Saturday and it's eight in the morning and that game just happens to be on. It's like, oh, there's no other football on. I'll watch this for a second. You know, that's when those games are the, are, are okay to be watched. When Outside you're in of that, the football mindset. Though. Yes. You know, because right now I think we're all, I don't want to say we're past it, but I think we've, oh, we've pretty much passed yeah, football. It's basketball and baseball at this point. Yeah, exactly. And, hockey, and, for, and, and, and for you as a, as a huge baseball guy, Joe, as well, like I know this is a great time of year for you guys. Spring training, let's go. You get a little bit of everything. Like people get really excited. There's no other preseason in sports that people get more excited for than the spring training. Mm-hmm. There's no like nobody. Doesn't can, that show you just how wonderful baseball is? Well, I, I think I think baseball's done a great job of making it an event as, as, as opposed to just making them just, you know, seven random ass games like in the nfl it's three games or well was what was four but four games that no one cares about with starters that are going to be in there for for two snaps and be done that's not fun for anybody right and spring chaining you're you're, you're going to see you know your stars play there's going to be some fun there it's almost kind of like a like a minor league feel as far as like all the hokey stuff that's happening around it so that's why i think pre spring training is the the dopest of any of the. I guess that is games. true. It's it is because you're getting the starters will play in every game, 
Um, not all of them, you know, they rotate them through and they bring in some of the minor league guys and the non-roster invitees. But you also, I don't know, I feel like the passion for baseball is different. I don't want to say better because, I mean, God, the passion for football or basketball is insane too, but it's different. It's like because the season is long and because it's a grind and because everybody feels like, not everybody, but most people feel like they have a chance to have a good season coming into the year, then it's like spring training brings you that that new hope, right? And you get to see all the young guys that you've been hearing about all offseason and, oh, you made some trades or you signed some free agents. Hey, let me get a chance to watch them. You know, it'll be on ESPN. It'll be on MLB Network, and you can throw a game on and just, you know, see guys that you maybe, – maybe they'll they'll be good for your team this year. And, and the cool part – another cool part of is the fact that, like, it's not necessarily in your hometown. Like, you know, uh, what teams go to – I don't know if it's every team. You probably tell me, but they're typically – There's only two other, places they go. Yeah, well, there they you go. They go to Arizona or Florida. Okay, well, there you go. So I didn't know it was only those – just those two places. Cactus but. League is Arizona, and the Grapefruit League is Florida. Are there two better places to just kind of hang out for a little bit for a couple of days than Arizona or Florida, depending on which part of Florida? I like you say, a couple of days. <laughs> Seriously, no, just I mean, number one, it's incredible. If you've never been in the desert, I lived in Vegas for a while. Uh, it's incredibly hot all the time, and so Arizona is super hot. Florida is super muggy, so I can only be there for like a couple of days before it's like, all right, it's 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 time to go. So are you saying that there's definitely better places to hang out? Because for, you said, well, for sure. But you were I'm making for it a, sound like that no, was for, the best no, place. For a couple, no, but for a couple days or just a few days, three, four I days see, or see, everything, okay. Arizona is an awesome place yeah. to and be. In Arizona spring, is beautiful. In springtime, March, where it's Absolutely. not too hot. You know, you haven't hit that summer heat. I've been to Arizona spring training once before. Uh, I went to a game and the stadium there was a, it was a nighttime game and the vibes, good vibes there. Real good. Sitting Baseball in the, sitting in the grass outfield and just chilling, mm. watching the game. It, it, it was great. Loved it. There's like, I've always said this, you know, while I'm not the biggest baseball fan, and I think everybody knows that by now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, um, baseball is, de- <laughs> it's definitely the, the, the coolest thing to the, the funnest thing to go to. Like as far as all the games and everything, I think I always had the most fun at like a baseball game. Cause I don't necessarily have to be tied to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can go in there. We can go in there if, uh, and start watching really at the, the the fifth inning, sixth inning, if we want to. We can spend time at the beer garden, getting food, just kind of walking around, just kind of. And depending on the uh, on the stadium, like there Checking might be out some the views. There you go. You know, I mean? depending on the stadium, there's probably some really cool stuff happening around it. And so going to a baseball game is a full event. Absolutely. And and like going to a basketball game, like we can see each other uh, at a Blazer game, and we might talk for unless it's halftime. We might talk for. A minute and a half. Hey, where are you sitting at? I'm sitting there. Okay, well, hey, I'm about to go. I'll see you soon. At a baseball game, we run into each other. Man, let's go grab a beer. Mm-hmm. Let's go grab a couple, you know, hot dogs. What are you guys doing right now? Then, oh, okay, well, it's about to be the sixth inning. We're going to – like, that's the type of stuff that happens at baseball game. That doesn't so much happen at football. I'm, I'm trying to get back to my seat. Football, basketball, hockey, I don't want to miss anything. It does feel like – now, to be fair and to be transparent, I've only ever been to one NFL game in my life. Um, or one regular season NFL game. I've been to a couple of preseason games. I don't remember there being the same kind of options of things to do when you go to an NFL game than when you go to a baseball game. It feels just more like an NBA arena, just bigger and outdoors. Oh, we're going to go watch the game, and if you're going to walk the concourse, you'll get some food, and then you go right back to your seat. There's right. not really a lot of options, whereas in baseball stadiums, I mean, there's – there's a million things to do. I mean, I just think of like T-Mobile Park, for example. I remember the first time I went up there, I was blown away 
at just being able to walk around and like, oh, there's this little area behind the bullpen here that you can just hang out in. And there's a beer garden down there. And, oh, there's there's this over here that has a cool view of the city. And oh, this this random restaurant that only has this. It was the, when the grasshopper thing was, you know, the fried grasshoppers. Right. That's only over here in the stadium. So you got to go over to that part. Oh, look at the view from these seats. You want to stay and stand and watch over here for a little. It's like everything's changing. Yeah. When you're when you're walking around in a baseball stadium, whereas yeah. everything is uniform when you're in like an NBA arena or an NFL those, stadium. You know, I th- honestly, the the basketball games may be the the least amount of fun to have. Like you go to a football game, there's a four hour tailgate prior to that starting right and especially if you've been like if you're talking like college football if you've ever been like when Oregon is great like that tailgate out there is pretty cool but if you've ever been to like an SEC school or anything like that like they really really do tailgate and so those games especially for NFL like there's a whole like five hour pregame you know before that that you can kind of go to NBA it's like you just you show up you you wait in line you go to your seat and that's about it. You get you know, up at halftime, half you, walk, you, know, you, you walk around, you get your stuff, and that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Also, that's interesting. That's a really interesting thought because NHL is really fun to go to. Yes. Like watching hockey live is a ton of fun, um, but it's in the same arena as an NBA arena. So your options are still limited, but the sport of hockey to me feels more fun to watch live than the sport of basketball, which is strange because they're both faster paced, right? Not I mean, hockey is the fastest, but they're both fun to watch. But for whatever reason, even though you're in the same place and you can't, the same options are available to you. I just feel like the energy in hockey is so much higher that like the whole arena really gets into it. Oh yeah. Unless it's a close NBA game that rivals it. Hockey games are go. Like if you've never been to a, even if you just go to a winter Hawks game, which are super, super cool to go to and hockey games are a lot of fun. Like I used to, uh, and again, live in Las Vegas. That's just one of the places that people come for preseason games. So I saw a lot of like, Lakers, you know, preseason and Clippers and, you know, Kings and stuff like that. So uh, hockey games are so much fun to go. The energy inside of the of the arena is crazy. And then there are actually like fun things to do, like sometimes outside on the concourse for for hockey uh, games. So that's just not so much the case for a lot of NBA teams and stuff like that. What's the best place to watch an NBA game? Is that even a question you should ask? The, like the like are you talking arena like from yeah like from, the places you've been i mean are they all basically the same i think most of them are i think some places are just just for nostalgic reasons or just for you know man i was there reasons like msg staples was pretty pretty tight for because everything was focused on the court like even on the on tv you can see like the the crowd is kind of darkened you know kind of they brought the the lights down on the crowd just to kind of focus on the court that's kind of kind of cool but the statues I, I, I've outside. Been to, I've been to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah it's, you know it's I mean? similar. Like, exactly. I mean, of course, you you love it because man, this is where this is. The, if you're MSG, this is the mecca. You know, mm-hmm. or so if you're in Staples, like bro, there's all these cool statues outside and everything. It's like, man, that's 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 pretty dope. But for the most part, there it's the same size court. It's the same size. Like nothing's really different. You know about it. It's interesting. It's very interesting how baseball has that part of the sports market cornered. I, I the, think the game experience is so great went for with baseball and it's, yeah. it's not even that close no yeah and, and, and it's that's just, just it blows it, me away because people don't like baseball that much comparatively but that part of it they love everything about it is, is a is a home run well no pun intended like the the fact that the tickets are relatively inexpensive you know for to, to go to a baseball game depending on how good your team is and you know whatever the case is at that point uh the food is is typically reasonably priced you know the the beer is beer anywhere so just get prepared uh for that but just the overall 
social aspect of going to a baseball game is just different than football, basketball, or even hockey. Got a couple of our Ask Anything questions from our P1 here before we break. Which genre of food translates best and worst from dining to takeout? Well, best is pizza. That's easy. Pizza, you get delivery anyway, right? And that usually is fine when you when it gets to your house. I think that's a pretty good best. Also, like Chinese food, right? Or yes. uh, Thai food. Anything that's easy to rewarm, yep. you know, warm up really fast, that's and, good. And delivery is solid. Worst is burgers breakfast. and fries. I, I think it's breakfast. Because the burger gets soggy, the fries get cold. And yeah, breakfast is a good one too. Yeah, cold yeah. egg, old egg, like a... that. Breakfast doesn't hit the same when you pull it out of a styrofoam mm-hmm. container on your on your uh, kitchen table. It's not as hot. No, I, I've had Sherry's a couple times during these times uh, with the takeout because I love their loaded hash browns that they have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Money and yeah, they just don't hit the same when you're not getting at, getting them at the table at nine a.m. You know, sitting there chilling in the booth. You know, pizza it's, I eat cold. Like I said it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah, I, I feel you. In pizza, I can eat cold. Yeah, cold no problem. Good. Like, wake up in the morning, I'll, you know, take a couple of slices. That's really fat, but I'll, you know, I'll do it anyway. I mean, Are you yeah. a ranch on your pizza guy? Is that you? No. Joe? I, I dabble in it sometimes. Okay. Do you really? Gross. Right. From time to time. Gross. Right. I get down with You sleep that. in socks? From time to time. See? That's <laughs> psycho stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I slip them off about an hour in, so that way you get that fresh feeling of uh, your feeties against the sheets. That's always great. Yeah, but then they oh, get okay. half stuck on your foot and you fall asleep, and that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I sleep fully nude anyway, so oh, nothing, cool. uh, nothing on my body. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the most comfortable way to sleep. I disagree. What? That's not. It's super comfortable. That's a whole different. You're so, you know you're right on the that's sheets. That's a whole different podcast. But it's very soft. It's nice. <laughs> it's a well, whole hour to we got mics in front of us. What's wrong with sleeping nude? In your opinion, uh, man, it's stuff. Stuff gets in the way. Yeah, you you move and you maneuver it. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. You just you go whoop whoop. Well, <laughs> that sound effect. That's the sound it <laughs> makes. Sound yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Stuff gets away. It makes it difficult sometimes. All right. Just saying. I mean, I don't. I don't agree at all. <laughs> uh, outside of Austin and Reese, which Pac-12 stadium would you most like to watch a game at? Uh, definitely Husky Stadium. I want to see the views up there. I want to be able to go up there and, and see Lake Washington and see the gorgeous views from Husky Stadium. Probably Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, just again, for I'm one of those people. Kind of for, I'm again. one of those people that's like, man, I I want to say I was there. I was, you know, like, Husky Stadium is awesome, but oh man, USC. That's that's a that's a that's an amazing place. I if I'm gonna go different from those two, I'll I'll, I'll go Pullman. Just for the experience yeah, up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because those are two great choices there. But if I'm not choosing one of them, yeah, Pullman. Yeah, Martin Stadium looks like a fun place to watch a game, especially if it's snowing a little bit and mm-hmm. it gets a little bit raucous. Yeah, I don't know. I This might be this might come across as controversial, but I the classic stadiums don't do a ton for me. It's not controversial. It's- I mean, I feel like people, like, they love, like, oh, I got to go see the Coliseum. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'd like to go see a cool place with great views that's newer instead of going to see the Coliseum. Maybe it's because I don't appreciate the history as much as other people do, but it's just one of those things where, like, I don't, I, you know. I feel like the newer stadiums gonna be, are going to be there. Like, how much longer are they going to use the Coliseum as USC's? Right. Field? Like, you, know? you want to get so, there like, before they be, get rid of it It'd be something. great to get there. Like, I mean, I'd love to go see a game in the horseshoe. You know, that would be, that's, those are, those are some of those bucket list, mm-hmm. you know, type of things. You know, as far as, like, in college, I have, a, those are just a couple of them. It's just, man, I got to see. But why does it feel the like the horseshoe and, like, uh, Beaver Stadium at Penn State, even though they're classic stadiums, why does it feel like they're modernized where the Coliseum hasn't been touched for like 15 years? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like they've all kind of had that up that that facelift, that upgrade. 
and I don't know if maybe maybe it's just that that tradition that USC wants to to kind of hang its hat on is that this is so many great things have happened right here. It feels like it would be almost blasphemous to to I bring mean, it down. UCLA is the same way, right? Playing at the Rose Bowl. And, and listen, uh, <laughs> uh, Miami's never been the same since they torn down torn down, torn down the words since they tore down the Orange Bowl. Like they've never been the same. Where does Miami even play now? Do they play at the? I think they play at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, like where the yeah. Dolphins play. I think. Yeah, but mm-hmm. when they tore down, tore down the Orange Bowl, like they were never ever the same. All right, coming up on the show today, we got Blazer talk, we got Lillard MVP talk, we got Lillard All Star Game snub talk, as well as an update on the NFL. Um, we have Carson Wentz being traded, mm. and a bunch of other teams are trying to make moves to potentially get to Sean Watson if the Texans buckle and trade him. So that's all coming up on the show. Text line is 503-250-1080. Also, we have Hater to Love it, of course, at 1030. And then you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. That is on Twitter, and the station is at 1080 The Fan. But we will start with your Portland Trailblazers, who did lose to the Wizards last night, but were on a stretch of six wins in a row and Damian Lillard was taking over completely. And we'll begin with where the Blazers sit in the West next. Sports Sunday on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine twenty one here on Sports Sunday. Again, text line 503-250-1080. Thanks to all of you guys who listen to us on a regular basis. And if you're new listening, hello. Hey now. Stick around, why don't you? So the Blazers played yesterday, did lose, breaking their uh, their six game winning streak, falling to the Wizards one eighteen to one eleven. Second and fourth quarters where they're undoing. They only scored twelve points in the second quarter after scoring forty three in the first. And they only scored 19 in the fourth quarter after scoring 37 in the third. To be completely fair, watching the game, the Wizards' defense played pretty well. Very good. Um, And the Wizards, for what it's worth, who are 10 and 17, you consider one of the worst teams in the NBA, are on a four-game winning streak where they just beat the Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, and Blazers. So that's a pretty good stretch for the Wizards. They're playing really well right now. So normally you'd be like, oh, my God, they lost to the Wizards. That's a terrible loss. But all winning streaks come to an end. And this team is playing incredibly well right now. Washington is. So it's not the end of the world. I don't feel particularly bad about it. But all things considered right now, remember where we were a couple of weeks ago when Nurk and CJ were out and Dame hadn't hit, you know, true Dame level yet. Remember my response when I found out that CJ was out? Yeah. Like, you were, oh, man, you it's were over. miserable. Season's over. You were miserable. Um, Ant Simons was still inconsistent. All you really had was Lillard scoring like 25 a game because he wasn't full-on nuclear yet, and Gary Trent Jr. looking good, and Cantor. Cantor double-double. That's all you could really count on. It wasn't leading to a lot of wins. You were at bottom of the playoff area, like 6-9, to nine, and it just kind of felt bad, and you were worried because it was going to be a long time until CJ and Nurk came back, and the teams behind you out of the playoffs were really close to you in the standings, and it was like, oh, my God, or they had another one of those crossroads where – they either decide to try to make the playoffs and get an eight seed again and have to lose to the Lakers in the first round, or I guess the Jazz right now because the Jazz are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you just like pull the shoot and try to reset after the injuries? And now 
once again, any sort of doubt of Damian Lillard gets washed away because he has single-handedly, no, uh, that's a lie. He has not single-handedly, but he has turned it on enough to where he has carried the team to a different level of play. Yes, he has. Ant Simons has actually come on and become an important part of this team. I remember reading an article in The Athletic, I think it was from Jason Quick, where they said they were trying to get him to have more of an mf or attitude because he was very passive. And I noticed after that article came out, I watched him specifically the next game. He was trying hard to kind of get into that aggressive mindset, and it's working. Gary Trent Jr. is turning into a stud, absolute stud. Um, Nasir Little is showing signs, which is, is, is a positive. You know, he's been hurt for a while, was hurt last year, had COVID. There's been issues. But he was their first-round pick, remember, and he was, you know, high-potential, low-risk kind of guy, and he's starting to show some of those signs. And all of a sudden, Robert Covington's hitting his threes now, and the defense of Derek Jones Jr. and Covington is actually continuing to be good throughout the entire season. And the other guys are trying on defense. Ennis Cantor is trying on defense, and it's working sometimes. And the team is just playing really, really, really cohesive, solid basketball and to me, all the credit of that should go to Lillard and Stotts for being able to turn what was looking like another lost potential season because of injuries into a season where, although the loss yesterday puts you back to the five seed, you were the four seed yesterday with an 18-10 record before that game with the Wizards. Um, you are only three games back of the two and three seed, Lakers and Clippers, Right. You're only one game back of the Suns, who uh, won yesterday while you lost, so the, you guys flip-flopped. But um, you are now a contender again in the West. And you don't even have CJ, and you don't have Nurk back. I feel like this is the perfect storm of things to happen for them. Because it forced the other guys to show up. And now when CJ and Nurk come back, everyone's got confidence. You have confidence in, in your bench unit. And all of a sudden, you're a team that can go two lineups deep and actually be a threat for people, which is not something you've been able to say for quite some time with the Blazers. I I was one of those guys, and I, I owe, you know, really Dame an apology for even kind of questioning his, 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 his where his head was, you know, at the point. You know, there was a lot of going, lot going on and, you know, possible moves, and CJ's name got brought up in the trade with, with James Harden, and then all of a sudden it was like CJ took off and Dame was just kind of playing a more support role at that point. And I which he did asking, say was intentional. Which was he did later say was was intentional, you know. And at the time, it was kind of like like yeah, I'm looking at a dude that looks passive. Doesn't look like the the same Damian Lillard that we were used to seeing. And then it, this is really an addition by subtraction type thing because Dame had to kind of step into that role as scores for he and CJ at that point because you at that point you didn't know where the scoring was going to come from. It could come from Gary. You could get a good night from Carmelo, like, and but there was just no, there was no solid answer as far as who your who was going to be your number three score, and then all of a sudden Gary Trent happened, and we saw what we saw from Gary Trent during the first few games in the bubble, this kid who just he everything he he shoots is just going in, and Gary Trent man, seventeen points, eighteen, twenty something, twenty something, seven like that's that's exactly what you needed right there, man. I'm looking at this Blazer team. And I'm saying the way it's made up now, why not this team this year? Like if the if the Blazers were ever going to win, and I said this last year during the bubble because I thought everybody had a relatively fair shot. Man, there no everybody had the same amount of off time. Everybody had the same amount of practice time. I thought if anybody was going to win, and 
nobody had a home court advantage. If anybody was going to win, that was the year. Well, now fast forward a year. Then the Lakers won. Then the Lakers won, like which which people thought. But now you fast forward a year. Anthony Davis is hurt, and there's a good chance he probably doesn't play for the rest of the of the regular season. You know, that's those are those are reports that you know that that people are saying. They say it's an Achilles. I don't know. We haven't heard that yet. Is he, that he has? Um, he has like an Achilles strain, which is slight tears in your Achilles. So there's so, so there's so risk there. Let's yeah. go ahead and say AD doesn't play for the rest of the season. That's probably going to happen. Clay Thompson's out for the season, so the Warriors aren't the Warriors that they that they were. Man, uh, Steph Curry is playing great. Though. Steph Curry is playing awesome, but that's still not the same. They are the eight Warriors seed. team. They are the eight seed. You know, so you look around. Kevin Durant's in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. so that's somebody you don't have to worry about. James Harden's in the Eastern Conference. He's gone. If there was ever a time the for the Blazers, are the Jazz really are great. Good. The Jazz, the Jazz are great. But to be honest, in seven games, do you do you think the Blazers can beat the Jazz? I do. No. You don't? No. Okay. Not right now. I don't. Okay. But I, I think this Blazers team is more talented than the Jazz are. And I, and I and I think we're still missing, and we're yeah, still missing our yeah. second and third best player. Talent, sure, sure. So yes. I think they are more talented in seven games. I think they beat the way, uh, the, way the Jazz play. I'm not sure they could beat them in seven because the Jazz play they incredible play great defense, defense. They play and great defense. They shoot the lights out of the ball. They do, but once you get to a situation in the playoffs where you got to play, you got to beat the same team four times. It's it's much different. And I mean, so, trust me, I'd rather play the Jazz than the Lakers or the Clippers. But again, but. I, that's what I'm saying. I like my chances against the Jazz than a, a better than, than I do more than I do against the Lakers at that Clippers point. Clippers playoffs tend to fall apart. We so don't know what the Clippers are going to look like. So if there's any year that Portland can strike and have this be the year, Dame, is, you have an MVP candidate. When's the last time Portland has had an MVP candidate? Uh. Was it Dame the year that he finished like well, the first team? Like I don't think no, because like, that wasn't he was never a can- he was never a candidate that year. No, the year that he made first team. Yeah, like, he was not an know? MVP candidate. How does that, that work? How do you make how do you how do you make first team All NBA and you're not an MVP candidate? You're not one of the top five. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean he might have been. I'm trying to remember. I just remember. I mean top five, sure, but. He wasn't seriously considered for MVP. No, no, nobody. Right now, he is seriously being considered for MVP. Yes, right That's now. The difference. Right now, Damian Lillard to me is the most valuable player. This Blazers team. Uh, I agree. It, I, I honestly didn't think this Blazers team would be as good it. as they were, and now I'm looking at this team and how they've gelled after like twenty some odd games, and I'm like, this this team looks awesome, man. And so last night's loss, you never want to lose. But let's just be, let's just keep it real, Blazers man. You you won what six in a row. You won eight of your last ten. Like you're in good shape. Like this is exactly where you wanted to be, and especially after a long, uh, a long stretch like that, man. Playing good basketball, beat you beat up on the best team in the Eastern Conference twice. You beat this Wizards team that 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 beat you already, the number you, one scorer in the league. You beat the Sixers with nobody. Lillard was out that game. Remember yes. the yes. first game? Yeah, and they beat the Sixers in Philly. And then beat them again in Portland, uh, like two weeks later. That's nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at. No. Like you're talking about the best team in the Eastern Conference at this point, and you beat them twice. So, you, we know that they can be competitive. And this is, I think, the competitive uh, spirit from the Blazers we've been looking for. Like, get out there and play some defense. Show some heart. You have to be perfect on defense. We just want you to look like you're trying to play. And like you said, Cantor all of a sudden looks like he's trying to play defense. Nurkic shouldn't start when he comes back. I think I'll and as a Blazer fan, I'll say this. We've made it further with Cantor than we have with Nurkic in the starting lineup. That's for sure. So I mean, I think when he comes back, we've we've we're not seeing the Bosnian beast. If we get the Bosnian beast back, 
absolutely he needs to start. But if he's going to be this guy that's, you know, little bunnies at the rim, little short arm bunny, like, hey, man, you can you can stay on the bench. We I think, use that I 12 think, points off the bench. I think that's a little bit of a different conversation. I think Nurk should start, but you might see Cantor in more of the finishing lineups. You know, game ending, you want him to be there for offensive boards. Yeah, I think you might see him more for that. I mean, it's a good problem to have, though, right? You got a big who's playing as well as I think I've ever seen in his Cantor play. And that is, you know, a double-double machine. He's playing good defense. He's obviously always been good offensive rebounding-wise, but he's even better this year. And then if you get Nurk back healthy and he plays well, you got two great options. And you can pick and choose. Better to have that than be forced to have only one. Um, all right, let's take a break. One other thought on this before we move on to the, the Lillard MVP conversation, too, is maybe this is a bit of uh, trying to put the fire out, a little, the excitement out a little bit. But remember... The other teams they played outside of the Sixers, fairly beatable teams. So we'll get to that next, and then some Lillard MVP. But first, Joe has sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine thirty-seven here, Sunday morning, Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad, Joe, with you. One final thought on the Blazers' win streak and the loss of the Wizards last night, and it's not—it's not to poop on your parade or anything, Blazer fans, because it's been fun, and I, I root for the Blazers too. It's been a fun streak, and you've gotten yourself back into the playoff picture. But you—you you, outside of the Sixers games, you beat the Magic, you beat the Cavs, you beat the Mavs, you beat the Thunder, and you beat the Pelicans. You didn't really play anybody great, right? Mavericks aren't having a good season. Pelicans aren't having a good season. Thunder stink. Cavs stink. Magic stink. So you beat teams you should have beat. That's good, especially considering all the injuries. That's an important thing to be able to do when you're down a bunch of players. But it's not like you just played the Bucks and the Lakers and the Clippers all back-to-back and beat them all, too. Now, you beat good teams. You beat the Sixers twice. You beat the Lakers earlier in the year. It's not. I'm not trying to discredit completely. All I'm saying is, you would hope that during a stretch like this, they would play well. And it's good to see that they are. And it's beneficial to all the young guys to get this time. And it's beneficial for them to play well and get the confidence. Um, and it's beneficial for Dame to kind of get back into Dame time mode and just go completely through the roof. I was looking at his game log. Cause it, I, I think we do, we do this thing where we take Dame for granted a little bit where we have to realize just how special it is that Damian Lillard is a Portland Trailblazer, that he hasn't left the city, that he's a, a superstar player, that his his status continues to rise in the game and in, in, in the league for fans almost enough to the point to get to be an all-star starter. Um, I mean, just looking point total-wise, this is from mid-January. 36, 35, 39, 26, 30, 44, 17 against the Bucks. 32, 29, 36, 30, 20, 34, 31, 43, 35. I mean, dude's a legit superstar. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but it appears to me as if I think sometimes we take damn for granted. Oh, well, yeah, we've got Lillard, but okay, ho-hum, what else is going on, right? Well, full stop, go back. Hey, we have Lillard. Wow, that's fantastic, right? You drafted yourself. With the sixth overall pick, 
out of Weber State, a guy no one had ever heard of, and he's turned into one of the best players in the NBA and arguably the best point guard in the NBA. And he is consistent, and he's the best leader in all sports, and he doesn't want to leave Portland. He has said a million times he's not leaving, which never happens for the Blazers and never happens in small markets, really. The fact that Giannis is staying in Milwaukee is incredible, and the Bucks kind of suck this year. Um, but just take a, take a moment, if you don't, to appreciate that you have one of the best players in the NBA on your team and he wants to be on your team. Because that's something that doesn't happen. No, he, he, Dame is Dame is special, you know, and let's it's important that we kind of say that, like, you know, to have a top 10 guy in the league on your team, like uh, better than top 10. You know, I mean, well, I think he's up in the top seven, top five territory now. He's he's, he's definitely top. I still top seven. Like we like I don't want a, a year to like a year doesn't tell the story, doesn't tell the whole story. And it's I, not I think just it's a year now. No, it's not just a year now. But I mean, yes, he's doing that this year. But you know, there's still some dudes that are in front of in front of Dan. Of course. But he that said, the list is incredibly short. It's not a, you know, you talk about 10 guys in a league of, you know, almost 400 like that's you're and you're you're one of the top 7 or 8. That's pretty impressive. And so Damian Lillard is one of those guys that he just continues to get better and just continues to improve and it's weird to say for a dude that's, you know, 30 like this year he looked like he's, you know, he's passing. Obviously, he's passing the ball, you know, much, much better. Even the last year, he averaged eight assists. This year, he's averaging a little less than eight assists, but he's 7.9, so eight assists. Let's just go ahead and say. He's been he's, assisting more recently. Yeah, he's too. been assisting, you know, more. He's making uh, a conscious effort to make sure he gets guys like Anthony Simons the ball in space so he can do his thing. Last making five sure games, 12, 16, 10, 11, and nine assists. Much better. He's 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 doing exactly while still what, scoring thirty plus points a game. And 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 also you got to remember he's doing it without the help of his number two and his without number three. the help exactly. And so uh, he's when you talk about somebody shouldering the load, that's what Damian Lillard is doing for this team, and that's what the most valuable player is supposed to do. That that means you take that player away from that team, they are not as good. You took you take James Harden away from Houston. They're not as good. They're talking about trading Boogie at this point because it's no, not. No, they working. cut him. No, oh, they cut him today. Did they cut him yesterday? Yesterday, I think. Okay. Or, the, or the talk was they were. I know gonna the talk that was going to release him. I don't know if they. I know they already done. I it. think they did it, or if they didn't do it, it's going to happen, and they're going to pay his rest of his salary too. So, so, so that was something that 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 didn't work, and now you see he's flourishing somewhere else. Damian Lillard's openly said, "I want to stay in Portland." How much of that we can take to heart? Not sure. We've heard other players say, "No, I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere." But you know, it and feels then they different. bolt it. It does feel different, but it always does because it's reassuring, and that's what that's what he gave at least some assurance that, "Hey, I'm going to be here." But I think losing is hard, and if the Blazers are in a position to where they don't win, then how much longer do you really expect this uber competitive person to stay here and and just push through it? You know, and I think at some point the Blazers do the KG, give them the KG treatment. Uh, what Minnesota, the Minnesota did. Hey, man, you've been here forever. You've never asked for a trade. We're going to do right by you and let you go and let you go compete somewhere to where you can win the championship. I can totally see the Blazers doing that out of dames like saying, nah, I'm not going to go anywhere. But them saying, nah, we're going to we're going to let you go somewhere and try to be competitive. I think it's important that you really um, give him his flowers now as a Blazer and really 
say, man, to give him a big thank you. It's awesome to look, turn on ESPN and see Stephen A. Smith, man, re- backtracking and saying, Dame, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I've been so wrong about you. That's awesome to look on ESPN and all these other sports outlets and see them just really saying, Damian Lillard is that guy. Make yep. no mistake about it. Like, And that's our guy here in Portland, 503. Like, he's our dude. So, yes, man, please, we don't get these guys often. Brandon Roy, Clyde Drexler, you know, uh, left, uh, Bill injured. Walton. Yeah, Bill Walton. These are these, we don't they don't we don't get these Marcus guys Aldridge that often. Left. That's what I'm saying. But like I'm talking th- superstar players, right? Guys but that you know. Bill Walton left, of course. Four years later, right after yeah. the title, Clyde left, right? He went to the Rockets. Brandon Roy got hurt. Lamarcus said he wanted to stay. He left. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen it, here, and that's why I'm saying I know that there's been wounds. And I know that Blazer fans are hurt and crippled inside from from for many many reasons, but Damian Lillard's staying and appreciate it. Do not take it for granted because I think it's easy to do when you're in the grind of a season, when you're in the grind of multiple seasons of trying to get better in the playoffs, and you're looking for people to criticize, and you want Stotts out, or you want CJ traded, or you want this, or you want that, but it's like the constant is Dame. Appreciate it. Because I, I know how I get when I do that with my my favorite teams. Right. It's like, oh, this, 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 and this will make it perfect. But do I appreciate Aaron Judge enough or whoever, right? Do I sit there and go, wow, this guy's on my team? Make sure you it's, do that with It's them. important to do that. Like, And we got a, a message here from, I guess, I guess it's for me. Uh, come on, top 10, Dame, top three for sure. No, okay, he's not. Slow down. No, he's not. Like, And I get it. And I totally understand. I want to rock with you. Just understand that we got a top 10 dude. That's enough. Like that's that's cool for now. Top ten, if you're top ten, you can be the MVP, right or wrong. That's a, that's a you're you're right there, you mm-hmm. know, in that. So yes, he can be that guy. But he's not he's, top three. He's he's not. There's unfortunately there's just guys that, that are just LeBron, he's not LeBron, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, just Joel Embiid. Just go on. The, I mean, he might like, be under name, but he, he is. Man, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm still just KD, naming players. You know, you you still got to put that Steph? guy in there. Steph is still unfortunately. Steph is still that guy. You I know, still think right Steph's now. the best point guard in the league. That's why I said in the last segment, arguably Dame is the best point guard in the league. And that's, I still think that's Steph. And that's but. fine. Like you can, you know, if you're arguably, that means somebody is saying you're definitely top. You know, arguable means that there's room for yeah, there's room for debate there. So you can say Dame is the top point guard in the league, and I think everybody in this room would be like, all right, I see that. But yeah, I can also see somebody saying, "No, nah, I will give." Yeah, nobody's yeah. mad about it, but it's just one of those things. Let's just be. Let's not do the Blazer thing and. And say yes, our guys. Are the, we have the best center. We have a, no. We don't. Like we have the one of the best point guards, arguably the best point guard in the league. We have one of the top two shooters, act, the top two or three active shooters in the NBA right now. Between Steph, KD, and and Dame, I don't know if there's anybody. Devin Booker maybe it, is somebody that shoots as well as Dame. That's it. You know what I mean? Nobody's pulling up for where Dame is, is pulling up from. That's where he's special. And that's his logo what, shot was nice. Logo Lillard. Hey, man, that's I, I like it. So let's just, you know, relish in the fact that we have the superstar player who wants to be in red and black here in Portland for as long as he can. We have to do our best as fans and as the front office of the Blazers to put stuff around him that he can win. This year, I think, is one of the first years that Dame since since that team, you know, with, with Wes and LaMarcus and everything, where it looked like the Blazers really had an opportunity to do something great, and then that team dissolved. I think this team and the makeup of this team, and then you bring back CJ and Nurkic, and we forget all about 
Zach Collins and how good he – I don't think he's going to play this anytime. No, this I also don't think he's going to be any good. So no, he's not. Probably but just throw that an extra body and an extra six fouls is <laughs> always it's Kyle always Myers a good Leonard thing. treatment you is know? Hey, man. Go you know, foul the guy six times, Zach. Go, hey, man, get in there. Rub him on the head. Get good job. Get out. Who's get a in, good boy? Get in there and get out. But I'm just I, – I, I, I love watching Dame. He's awesome to watch. I wish he would stop talking to the referees so much. But outside that's of that – That's what stars man, do, dude. That's what they do. All stars do it. That's what that's that's what they do. I just you know, I just wish you would just you know, don't do that. Just you're not going to get it. Like why does anybody talk to the referee? You're not. They're not going to overturn the call unless you challenge it. So, just, just keep it moving. And they call foul. What? That's stupid. That's it. Don't keep talking. Uh, also, apparently, it is the birthday of one of our listeners' moms, and she's a huge fan of you. Of me? I thought that was yeah. a typo. No. Fan of Rashad, and she turns eighty today. So you're Happy popular birthday, with the older Miss women. Diane, absolutely. Yeah. Happy birthday! Eighty is huge. Eighty is huge. So hopefully you get out there and you're able to do something cool safely. You know, make sure everybody gives you at least six feet. Or but just do something at home fun. Just yeah. do something home. Absolutely, yeah. man. If you're if you're texting in. Happy 80th birthday. Happy 80th birthday, but make sure you take care of Miss Diane today because it's her day. She should get wherever she wants. And then when you're 80, you should just you you call every shot. Like nobody ever disagrees with you when you're when you're. Well, they actually always disagree with you, but they let you do what you want. That's more the case because everyone's like, "Oh, what does Grandma want today?" Well, oh, whatever. No, but just whatever let her Grandma do what says she wants. goes. Whatever that's that's <laughs> what I know. Whatever whatever Miss Diane says goes at that point. If you eighty, hey man, like what what do you mean you're not going to go to the store for me? Huh? Yes, you will go to the store for her. So happy birthday to you, and hopefully you enjoy uh, this this day. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, a little bit more on Dame and the MVP and the All-Star Game snub. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. First hour here, hour two, we're going to have a little NFL chatter as well as Hater Love It coming up at 1030. Uh, we just got a message here that it's, it's yes, the answer is yes. Uh, would you trade any of those players straight up for Dane? Yeah. Like, depending, are you talking about LeBron, uh, Giannis, or man, <laughs> what? Probably not Giannis because he can't shoot, you know, like that. But man, uh, uh, for, for any of the players that team, are above him, would I trade them straight up? It's t- I mean, LeBron, yes, obviously. Um, it's tough in some ways because of the intangible stuff that Dame brings to the table, the leadership, which is so huge. I mean, you hear every single guy who comes here talk about how great of a leader and a guy he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Covington just said it yesterday because there was that picture that went a little mini viral here in Portland of him holding Derek Jones Jr. and Covington after their win against the Pelicans and talking to them. And he was sharing what he said, and it was just a powerful image of, like, oh, the Dame's being a leader, right? I think that's really, really hard to give up on. However, him being a great leader hasn't led to anything, right? It's led to consistent playoff performances, but it hasn't led to anything beyond that. Having LeBron, you're winning a championship, right? Um, Giannis hasn't won one yet either, which is why it's a little bit tougher there, and he can't shoot, but he's such a freak, right? I feel like you would and take he's a so chance. young. Giannis, what, 24, 25? Yeah. You yep. know, so he's still like right in the, he hasn't even reached his 
his peak or his prime right. at this point. So he can still learn I think, to get some shots up. I think this is something to be very, very, very clear about. Damian Lillard is special. He is incredible, right? But just because he's on your favorite team doesn't mean he's the third best player in the league and doesn't mean that you wouldn't trade him for a guy like LeBron or something like that, right? KD, if KD's available, if KD, you're right. making the move. Exactly. So do you want to trade Dame? No, I don't want to trade Dame. I want Dame to be a Blazer forever. I want him to be on this team. I don't, I don't want to watch the Blazers without Dame. And that trade is never, ever, ever going to happen, right? No one's making that trade in a million years for those guys, right? Those guys are staying put on those teams. But in the hypothetical hypothetical word for fa- world, words, fans like to build, they're like, oh, would you trade Dame for this? No. I mean, I wouldn't in this instance, or yes, I would in this instance. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's totally, it's it's a question that is like, it's, a, it's trying to judge the value of the player, but it's never going to happen. I think we get like really stuck in the moment when it comes to sports as far as, Somebody's killing this year, so that means they're the best, mm-hmm. right? Lamar Jackson lit the world on fire. That means he's the number one player. But didn't everybody name him the number one player in the NFL the following year? Yep, yep. Was that true? No. There you go. Like, I mean, I think people win the MVP or they get, you know, this uh, this level of, of recognition from the rest of the world, and it's like, okay, well, they are the guy, and that's going to be the best player moving forward. It's like, well, no, it's not. Like, how many people have won the MVP LeBron is still the best player in the league. Like you can win that uh, that award and not be the Jordan didn't win MVP 14 times. He played 14 years, but he didn't win that award every single time. But was there ever any doubt? Have, but. Yeah, <laughs> but was there ever any doubt for at least 10 of those 14 years that Michael Jordan was the best player in basketball? No. no there was none of that, even though he didn't have the hardware to prove it. So, yes, Dame is is great. Dame is amazing. Again, you should be happy that he is a part of of you, could, your roster. you could very easily argue he's the best point guard in the NBA. Absolutely. You absolutely and if you tell do. me he's the best point guard in the NBA, I say, okay, I respect your opinion. Right? Um, like I said, I think it's Steph. I think Steph's the better shooter. Uh, Steph obviously has the postseason success to back up his his game. And up until the last year or so, he was the better passer too, although Dame has kind of kind of caught him on that as well. Uh, but, you know, I, so I would pick Steph. If I was going to pick between the two of them, I would pick Steph, but if you pick Dam, I'd say go. You know, absolutely, no, do it. Uh, I, I believe in it, hundred percent. I'm, I'm kind of with you. And people are like, huh, "Steph's an eight seed." It's like, look at Steph's team. Is that anywhere? Steph is doing what Dame has always had to do. Always now. had to do, and that's why this is impressive because people looked at this Roy Warriors team and said, "There's no way this team should be. They should be a, a, a bottom feeder." Mm-hmm. Draymond Green seems statistically worse than he was before. Although you talk to a lot of Warriors fans, and they love what Draymond Green uh, Green brings. I guess I haven't to watched a ton of Warriors, but from what I've been reading, I guess he is really important to setting up the offense, and he actually brings the ball down the court sometimes. And he, you know, but the Warriors suck, right? The Warriors are a bad team, and Steph has them in the eight seed. He's doing what Dame has always had to do. Yeah, so pe- it's impressive. People continue to bring up LeBron's age. Well, guess what? LeBron was older than Dame last year when he beat him in the playoffs. He's older than him this year, and he's got a, a better record than him without Anthony Davis, who is a top five player in the league. So, like, I I get it. Like, if you want to, if you want to see com- competitive ish games for you know for the next five years and be out in the first and second round, then awesome. Yes, I would absolutely keep Dame over Kevin Durant or over LeBron. But if you're trying to get a championship today, which is where every Blazer fan's head should be, if you're still thinking about the future. I'm sorry, you've missed that boat. That's that's over. We're trying to win today. And if you're not really uh, ready to do that today, then hey man, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh all right, let's let's break. I wanted to get I, I-
I want to talk about the All-Star Game snub because Rashad had a good point uh, about the fans, and he has a differing point from many about Luca. So we'll get to that next. Then Carson Wentz, then Hate It or Love It. That's on the docket for Sports Sunday on the fan. Some.